0: Well, good morning, West Bowles. Thanks for joining us. So very happy to be here with you this morning, and uh, excited to talk to you guys. Uh, my name is David Perez. I'm the youth director here. For those that don't know me, um, and so it's it's Youth Sunday. Uh, everything youth, from the seniors to the worship band to uh, Katie coming to give an announcements. And so, um, being that it's Youth Sunday, I really wanted to to introduce you to some of our youth um, because I know some of you don't don't get to interact with our youth. So Uh, We we made a short little video of some of our youth, just so you can get acquainted with who they are, and um, I guess just some of their interests. So take a look at uh, at this video uh, on the screen. Teeth. Brush my teeth. Put on deodorant. Brush my teeth. Take a shower. Take a shower. Take a shower. Wash my hands after I use the restroom. Brush my teeth. Showering. Take a shower. The zoo is my favorite place, so if I went to the zoo with like a bunch of friends and we had a picnic. Math, science, social studies, reading, writing. Brush my teeth. Put in my contacts. Um, brush my hair. Shower. Brush my teeth. Brush my teeth after breakfast. Brush my teeth. Take a shower. Shower. Brush my hair. Shower. Teeth. Bath. Wash my face. That's it? That's all you got? Do you want me to do a list? Yeah! You say one more thing! Yeah. Wash my face. Brush my hair. Brush my teeth. Getting dressed. Too, because like I usually just hang out in my sweatpants all day. Brush my hair, brush my teeth, brush my hair, brush my teeth, brush my teeth, brush my teeth, taking shower, probably floss. Two showers a day, two poops a day, four meals a day. Definitely floss, <laughs> probably that's mostly it. Brush my teeth, brush my hair, wear my retainers at night. Have you ever had an Oreo covered in a chocolate chip cookie? Like a chocolate chip cookie filled with an Oreo on the inside. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Guys, um, looks like a lot of you need a lesson on showering, brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant. Uh, totally kidding. Youth, we, we pulled a prank on you. Um, the real question was, what's your daily hygiene routine? Um, so so they're, they're actually brushing their teeth and showering, okay? Uh, we just wanted to have a little fun with them and just... Some things that they never do. Um, no, but we, uh, we actually did ask them a, a question that's going to lead us into what we're talking about this morning. And so um, here's the real video um, of, of the real question that we asked them so we can, we can hop into what we're talking about this morning. So check this one out. It's just homework. Procrastinate on homework. Homework. Making my bed, cleaning my room, uh, basically anything that involves work. Doing homework when it needs to get done. Like getting homework done, um, yeah, just getting homework done. I honestly don't read my Bible enough, you know? I do every now and then. I, I mean, I read with my parents, my dad every night, but I should do that more. Well, I know I should be more of a light at my school, but it's hard to do that. Read the Bible more uh maybe talk to some people who need it sometimes probably obey my parents better maybe i can read the bible more so um pray more and uh maybe spend more time with my family i like to procrastinate on homework a lot but i think that's most high schoolers homework (laughs) um projects studying for things homework Actually, work in general. That's it. Homework, primarily homework. Homework. At times, just being like a better brother. Sometimes I can be mean, and I know I shouldn't do that. Probably spend more time with my family. I'm supposed to read my Bible a lot, but I don't do that. My dad used to tell me like to uh, always like pray in the morning before you get out of bed but sometimes I procrastinate that. Spend more time with my family, not be on my phone a lot. Homework. Homework. Homework, responsibilities like chores. Wash my dishes, clean my room, do my homework, be nice to my sisters. Yeah, I procrastinate on everything. It's it's bad. Hey, give, give him a hand, give him a hand, give him a hand. Well, uh, we, we like to think that procrastination is something that only our youth do. Um, but if we're being honest, we all do it. Uh, in fact, I was, I was a real big procrastinator as, uh, as a kid. Um, I'll never forget, sixth grade year, we had gotten an assignment at the very beginning of sixth grade. And, and the assignment was um, you had to do ten book reports per trimester. All right? Ten book reports per trimester, which in sixth grade, that's like... it's so much. Um, Honestly, even as an adult, I'm like, 10 book reports in a trimester? Come on. So I got this assignment beginning of the semester, and I'm like, yeah, like we'll be good. I'll I'll take care of it later. Well, mid-semester comes, and I still haven't done a single book yet, and I'm like, meh, I'll do it later. Day before the assignment's due, okay? And I have done zero book reports, okay? So I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do 10 book reports in one night. Sheer panic ensues. So Talk to my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, hey, like, we got to go to the library. I got to find some books." So she takes me to the library. Um, of course, she she gives me an earful, telling me why did I wait till the last minute. You know, she's being a good mother. So I, I get to the library, and I've got to find very specific books because I've got to do 10 book reports in one day. So they've got to be the right length, kind of short, easy to do. So I find some books, but I only find five. So I call my buddy Nate, and uh, Nate is the opposite of me. Uh, I was last minute everything. Nate was very beginning of the semester. He was probably done with the first two weeks. So I call him up and say, hey, man, I need to borrow some books. And, uh, you know, he chews me out too and tells me I need to stop procrastinating, yada, yada. I wasn't paying attention. I was just like, all right, man, whatever. Just do you have any books I can borrow? So I show up at his house, four books. He's got four books. I need 10, right? So I'm one short. So I go, all right, you know what, whatever, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll do the nine, and I'll figure this last book report out later. I'm procrastinating on the thing I'm procrastinating on. That's terrible, okay, terrible. So I start just grinding through these book reports, and I hit a groove, okay? How many of you guys have ever hit that groove where you're working, and you're just, it's just clicking, okay? It's clicking, and I'm I'm going through them, going through them. Finally, I get to number nine, finish it up, and I'm at 10. I'm going, oh man, what what am I going to do? Like, I I have one more book report to do. Stroke of genius. I mean, pure genius hits my brain. I'll make one up. Oh, I'll make it up. I got this. So I'm thinking, okay? And I I entitled the book Eva, which was the name of my dog, okay? And I start writing out the author, whose name was Greg Johnson, uh, generic name, okay? And I start going through all the details. I'm writing this out, who's main characters, the storyline, the climaxes, everything. I get done writing this book report, and I'm convinced it's a real book. I'm like, I should write this. Why has no one done this? So I'm like, money, money. So I finish it up, get everything together, go to bed, wake up the next morning with a little strut in my step, okay, because I got it done, 10 done, hand it in, and I'm like, sweet. Week goes by, and uh, I get my grade back. Nine out of ten. I'm going, nine out of ten? I did ten book reports. Searching through, searching through. Come to the last book report. And little did I know that my teacher had this thing called Google. Okay? (laughs) And on the last book report, the one I made up, it said, nice try. This isn't a book. Um, And the teacher was very gracious to me, okay, because she could have failed that entire assignment, um, but instead she gave me a nine out of ten. So maybe, maybe you don't have a story quite like that. okay? Maybe you haven't procrastinated to that extreme. Um, but I think every single one of us in here can say that we've procrastinated on something to some extent at some level. And uh, oftentimes we think, well, procrastination is just a sign of laziness. Um, but I actually think procrastination reveals something different about us. Procrastination actually reveals our priorities. Let me explain that. The thing that you're procrastinating on, though it might be important, it's not necessarily a priority. If we look at my book reports, was it important? Yes, it was a grade, a big grade. But was it my priority? No. Instead, I prioritized everything else that I put in front of that. And so when we procrastinate on something, that's basically what we're doing is we're saying, yeah, this might be important, but it's not quite a priority. All these other things I've got to take care of, beforehand, well, those are my priorities. And that's actually what I want to spend the morning talking to us about today, or talking with us today about priorities. I want to spend this morning talking about our priorities. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, and it'll be up on the screen as well. We're going to start in verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. We're going we're gonna to stop there. Let me ask you something this morning. What are you worried about? Take a second, think. What are you worried about this morning? For some of you, maybe it's money. It's money. You know, a medical bill comes in and it's a little more than you were expecting. Maybe it's the loss of a job or a new addition to the family. Some of you might be worried about the future and what's going to happen next. Seniors, I mean, this next step in life is big. Some of you are are going to college and, and getting ready for that. And it's exciting, it's new, it's a chance to reinvent yourself, but at the same time, it's it's scary. You don't know what it holds for you. For some of you seniors, maybe it's not so much college. Maybe it's, well, I'm not sure what I'm doing with my life next. Maybe it's a, it's a friendship. Maybe there's a, there's a struggle and there's a battle. There's something wrong and you, you can't fix it. Or maybe it's a, it's a marriage that's struggling. But church, what are, you, what are you worried about this morning? And there's an interesting thing that happens when we worry. And I know this because I'm standing before you, church, the chief of worry. In fact, I worry about my worries, and then I worry about how much I worry about my worries. It's bad. But something interesting happens when we worry. That worry, finding a solution to that worry, well, that becomes our priority. That becomes our focus, doesn't it? Everything we do in life, in our daily life, when we're worried, is centered and focused on figuring out how we solve whatever problem is going on. It runs our life. It runs how we live our life. It takes up our brain space. And it even, even runs our spiritual life. I mean, think about it. When you're worried about something, what's your prayer life focus on? The worries. Right? You come to God saying, oh, I'm so worried about this and that and this. When you, when you read scripture, when you're worried, what do you look for? Well, you, you tend to look for scriptures that have answers that tends to deal with what you're worried about. And I mean, we can even see it with the way we read this passage. I mean, just in reading that, when we hear Jesus say, do not worry... We instantly go to the worries. It's kind of like if I were to tell you this. Okay, no matter what you do, okay, no matter what you do, do not, do not think about Pastor Thomas with an afro. Okay? What's the first thing you thought of? The tea blast. There you go. Or Pastor Thomas with an afro. You see, that's that's what happens. It's funny, when we read this passage, that's what we do. We go, Jesus says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. And our mind goes to the worries. Even more so, I think a fair amount of us have read this passage. We've heard someone talk on it. Or we've read it ourselves. And we stop right where we stopped, don't we? We go, oh, Jesus says, do not worry. Okay, cool, great. And we leave it at that. And we either ignore the rest of the passage Or we we just read over it and go, awesome, but I'm going to focus on Jesus telling me not to worry. But something cool happens in the next few sentences. In fact, Jesus gives us a solution to the worries. Jesus gives us a solution to the worries in the next two passages. Check this out. So verse 33 says this, but seek first His kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let me read 33 again. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. What Jesus is saying is he's saying, look, give God priority. Give him first priority. Rather than waiting until we're worried about something to seek him out, rather than we're, we're, we wait, Rather than waiting until life gets messy and stormy to seek him out, rather than waiting until it all starts falling apart to seek him out, what Jesus is telling us to do is this. He's saying, seek first. In other words, before all that happens, before, before everything falls apart, seek him first. And something interesting happens okay, when we seek God first. You see, when we give God first priority, that puts our worries in perspective. Because when we, when we seek God and we seek who he is, in fact, we're looking at the passage before this and we're looking at the scriptures ahead of it, Jesus is telling us how, He's a, how God is a provider, how God knows what we need, how God hears us, how he sees us. And so God is provider. And in the face of an all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty, all-loving, all-caring God, well, how big is that worry? Small. And so what Jesus is asking us to do is he's asking us to put, give him, give him perspective, give him priority. Seek him first. Seek his kingdom first. And so this morning, church, I want to challenge you with something. I want to challenge you with, with what Jesus tells us in 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and in his righteousness. Get to know your heavenly father. Spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship. Get to know who God is and how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. Get to know what his plan is for you, but I want you to develop a deep, intimate relationship with your heavenly father. Seek him out. Rather than, than waiting For the worries to come, seek Him out first. Now, don't get me wrong. God loves, loves when we come to Him with our worries, with our concerns, with what's going wrong in life. But I don't want that to be the only time we come to God. And so get to know Him. Develop a deep relationship with Him. And here's the cool thing that happens. When you develop a deep relationship with the Lord, when you begin finding out how much he loves you, how much he cares for you, when you find out how he wants you to live, well, then the righteousness follows. It's out of his love for you and out of the, the intimacy of the relationship with him that you're able to follow through on the righteousness. That's where it comes through and you're going, okay, well, now that I know God, well, it's much easier to obey and do what he asked me to do. Now, if you're anything like me, I hear this, and I see Seek first, and I think, oh, my gosh. That means I've got to get up early. That's what i got to do. I get up super early. Now, youth, for you, okay, early is any time before 12, all right? And I get that. I used to be just like that. For me, I'm a little younger, okay? I'm I'm not that much older than you guys. Early for me is any time before 8. Now, some of you in the congregation are going, what are you talking about? early for you guys is like any time before 6. Okay, and if you're, you're a freak like my dad and Nathan Harrison, early for you guys is any time before 4. Um, now, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not saying you've got to wake up at 4 in the morning or 6 in the morning. But what I'm saying is that carve out some time for him. For some of you, a good time to seek the Lord is, is 3 o'clock, right after, right after school. Okay, you get up from school. You've got nothing else to do? That's a perfect time. For some of you, a good time to seek the Lord out? Well, maybe that's during your lunch break. For some of you, it is going to be that morning time. It is going to be the 4 a.m. or the 6 a.m. But what Jesus is asking you to do is he's asking you to give God priority. In other words, find a time. Find a time. Half an hour, an hour, whatever it is. But find a time during your day and say, this is God's time. From 12 to 12.30... This is God's time, and nothing's getting in the way of that. And during that time, I'm going to seek him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read, worship, whatever it is. But what I want you to do is give him priority. Let nothing else touch that. Seek him first. And then watch as the following through with his righteousness flows right out of that. So that's my challenge to you this morning, Church. As you're going through your week this week, I want you to think of this. Am I seeking his, righteousness, his kingdom and his righteousness first? Or am I putting everything else before it? Evaluate your week and go, what's my time with him look like? Am I carving out time for him? If not, make it happen. Go, this is, this is the time for him. But seek him first. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness first. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for an opportunity for us to get together um, as a church and, uh, and seek you, Lord. Um, we're grateful for this time as, as community. I pray, Lord, this week, as each and every single person in here, Lord, is, is going throughout the week, um, as the busyness ensues, as the worries come about, Lord, I pray that you remind us of this, Lord, that you've called us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. I pray that we remember that you are provider, Lord, that you, you will always provide and so I pray that in light of that, Lord, we remember and seek you first. That we set aside some time for you. That we look at our schedules and go, this is, this is your time, Lord. And so we love you. we thank you, Lord. Pray that you bless everyone in here. Give us a good week in Jesus' name. Amen.